A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is Kenobi's Force Center, the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack. I'm Joseph Kenobi. No, Joseph Scrimshaw. I remember my own name. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And I'm, I was going to say Genobi, Jennifer Landa. (laughs) 
Just All of it works. It is a Kenobi season indeed. We are here to talk some Star Wars news, some of which doesn't have anything to do with Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I, I was going to even joke, well, that's refreshing. I'm, I'm fine if, if everything is Obi-Wan Kenobi for at least a month. I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to have Kenobi fever as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're all wearing Kenobi sweatpants. No shoes, no sandals. <laughs> uh, it is a special thing. Hey, before we get into the uh, breaking news from a long time ago, we are going to let you all know, as always, the podcast is brought to you today by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, we will have some homework for you. Actually, a suggestion of an audiobook we think <laughs> you should read or try out on us. We always love to catch up, talk about Star Wars adventures, life adventures. It was a Mother's Day weekend. Uh, Jen, this is uh, this was uh, a good weekend for you, we hope, yeah? Yeah, it was. And it was May the 4th. Uh, so it was quite a celebratory week and weekend. Um, we didn't get to watch anything on Star Wars on Star Wars Day. It was a <laughs> long story. My youngest... <laughs> almost lost her tooth which would have been fine you know it's it's a baby tooth but we right. don't want to lose teeth just yet um <laughs> so that <laughs> overtook our day uh so we did uh watch star wars rebels on saturday and it was awesome uh at first my six-year-old we watched the world between worlds uh Ooh, episode yeah. Oh, yeah. episodes so the first one you know with the loath cats the loath wolves that really got her hooked she's like i want to watch the next one i said great Everything's awesome. She's so intrigued, asking a ton of questions. And then Emperor Palpatine shows up. <laughs> and I, I see the blanket. Literally, she threw the blanket over her head. This is not like her. And I was like, oh. I thought she was joking around. And my husband's looking at me like, uh-uh. And I, are you scared, Azure? Why does he have fire? We had to turn it off. Wow. She was scared. Yeah. She kind of has a thing with fire recently because they've been doing fire drills at school. So maybe that has something to do with Mm. it. She's like, I don't want to watch Star Wars Rebels anymore. And I went, no. Wow. I can kind of see that if you uh, are going through a journey where you're really starting to relate to the characters, right? Where you're seeing yourself in Ezra. And then if you haven't spent enough time with Palpatine to become kind of desensitized to him. Oh, and he just point. pops up as this like wrinkled mean grandpa who shoots lightning fire. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, that, you're, that's what they, to, oh my yeah. gosh, I wish I would have had you there on the sidelines. But it's okay. <laughs> I thought, oh no, I ruined her relationship with Star Wars. But that's right. She sees herself in Ezra. She's fallen in love with Ahsoka. And, and so, yeah, seeing them in danger like that was really scary for her. My two-year-old, meanwhile, was like, you know, eating, eating her dinner. And she's like, oh, blue fire, all right. Yeah, cool, cool. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was it was interesting. And she mm. does not want to watch the live action films, you know. That's another thing. Mm. And I thought, well, maybe it's because she's too scared because it seems too real. So we'll get there. Back to the Ewoks we go. <laughs> Some dancing Ewoks, can't, you can't go wrong there. That's yeah. right. That's There's right. There's some scary monsters there too. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, the, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was a scaredy cat kid, uh, which is an okay thing. You got to work through that. And, and uh, the, the, the was it the Gorax? Ooh. Mm. Yes. I don't like yes. that. I don't like that. It's large margin, the Gorax still got it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many things didn't scare me. And then I would take myself by surprise as a kid when something scared me because I didn't understand what we were just talking about. 
where there'd mm. be like a high stake scene and I'm really invested in a specific character. Mm. And I'd That's watch violence and gunfire and all that that was on television. And then only every once in a while would I suddenly freak out. And then I'd be like, why am I freaking out? <laughs> mm. right. right. You're right. I was invested in the ballad of Pee Wee Herman. That's why Large March scared me so much. <laughs> oh, me too. Oh my gosh. Yes. You leave Pee Wee alone. <laughs> I wish Joseph was on the sidelines for me when I was about uh, 10. That would have been great. That would have been great. Exactly. Uh, well, Jen, we uh, uh, wish you a happy Mother's Day, uh, belated as it is here at Force Center. And to Thank all, you. all the mothers out there in Star Wars and out. Uh, Joseph, uh, no Mother's Day for you other than maybe calling mom, but, uh, you know, how, how, how did it all go? Oh, it was a, it was a good week. Uh, Star Wars Day, May the 4th was a ton of fun. You know, woke up early and read the uh, Legends Kenobi book and then had to put that down to watch the Kenobi trailer and then record our reaction, Ken. And then I bought two Kenobi action figures. And then I watched the uh, Book of Boba Fett Disney Gallery with my wife in the evening. And that was great. Uh, and I watched one of those uh, Galaxy of Sounds episodes, which I haven't had time for on Disney+. Oh, yeah. Plus. Mm. Uh, that they're broken down on themes and it's the music and the dialogue stripped away and it's just the sounds. Um but it was, I watched the light side one and that was just like, hey, I could meditate to this. This was great. It's yeah. a, a nice moment uh, to add to May the 4th. Uh, and then the other uh, like fun Star Wars thing is uh, we went to see Doctor Strange, uh, which I enjoyed very much in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, Sarah and I did an episode of uh, my other podcast, Obsessed, about that. If there are any MCU fans listening who want to hear uh, our thoughts uh, about that movie. Uh, and then we had a drink with a friend we went to see the show with. And it was fun because I was like totally in like, I love Star Wars, but now I'm focusing on on Marvel and we're talking all about it. And Sarah goes, Star Wars is everywhere. And she points above the bar and there is an ad at this uh, bar for uh, Revenge of the Sixth, not the Fifth. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah. To celebrate Revenge of the Sixth, they had the Darth Malt. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and it, uh, I yeah. took a picture of it. It, it. It's The Darth Malt is made with Woodenville bourbon, vanilla ice cream with vanilla malt Whoppers. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I'm a Star fan Wars of is everywhere, friends. Oh my gosh! I'm a fan Steal of Whoppers. That recipe, yeah, 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 yeah. So that, those were my adventures this week. That's I love it. Great. Direct to the point. And Jen, don't, Jen, you're on deck. We're, we've we we forgot. We got to ask you about the Kenobi trailer there. So I, I, I uh, springing that on you there. I'll give you a second to uh, gather any thoughts. <laughs> we want to make sure we get your take on that. Uh, yeah, and, you know, I think because of Star Wars Day, I think I had a quieter Star Wars related week after that. Did watch the Book of Boba Fett behind the scenes, which we're going to talk about this week on the uh, on the deep dive. As, but I watched that later in the week and and just kind of uh, I don't know. You know, you know, it is. You just kind of take a, a little bit of a, a break sometimes from Star Wars and unintentionally. I did finally finish Lego: The Skywalker Saga. Story mode. Mm. Um, I gotta tell you, I I have some thoughts on the Rise of Skywalker level. I I think they shortchanged some things a little bit. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, did they narratively or just like the yeah, amount yeah. of gameplay? The amount of gameplay. It was. I don't mind it being fast because the free play I think is the big draw, and I had fun taking Infus Nest and Young Han Solo around uh, Bright Tree Village. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Uh, imagining what could have been if they teamed up. You know, I was playing that, playing that out in my head and then had to switch to Ray to get the glider because I needed the glider. Uh, so that was fun. No, I, you know, no, no major complaint about it. Just, I don't know. I finally got there and it took a while. I took a big break from the game and went back. And like, like one of the missions was just following Luke around. Great. But that was the mission. Like I just followed Luke around. Didn't do anything. Didn't fight. Didn't Ghost get, Luke? Ghost Luke. Yeah. Which is great. Oh. 
But that what was, was he doing fish. like fishing for ghost fish. <laughs> I wish, I wish it's just, you know, to go get the X wing up, uh, you know, and, mm. and, and, you know, you have everything you need. So it was, you know, I love, I love that stuff. Love that scene. I, I just, that was a personal thing for me. I don't know. I just felt there wasn't as much to do. Uh, and I thought there was there, there all throughout the game, there's been some interesting choices of what is a mission versus what isn't a mission. And mm. I don't have a, again, I'm not, pounded my fist on on any mistakes they made in those choices just i don't know this one stood out a little bit i just i was actually like oh i would have liked to have done this instead i'd you know followed luke around which is not a bad thing to do in life <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if i go. could do that in real life oh just God. follow uh ghost luke around that island that sounds like yeah. a great day Right. Yeah, so all of this it sounds like I'm I'm, I'm being uh, you know complaining about being negative. It just was I, I was a little little let down, but then I was like ah, but you know what? I can go to free play now, so I, I've earned that. So there you go. So yeah. I'll, I'll be talking about my adventures of weird pairings in Star Wars. Yeah, well, I hear I just hear kind of Papa Bear uh, love and defense of Rise of Skywalker that you want it mm. to be fully embraced and get its mm-hmm. fair due everywhere. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and in and, and some great mission stuff going on in there. To be clear, but yes, there's, there's a little bit of a uh, little bit of that, and and I don't think the game intentionally shortchanged it. I don't think I'm not that. I don't think it was a statement on the movie. I just think <laughs> all the levels, all, every movie had some of those weird choices made for what is a mission, what isn't a mission. I just felt this one; it stood out to me more. So I don't know. I'll go replay it and see what's there for me. <laughs> so uh, before we get to news, Jen, we do want to look back. We, we didn't get a chance to uh, uh, chat with you because of schedule on the schedule on the, on the Kenobi reaction uh, trailer, your thoughts. Uh, what did you think? Did you jump for joy? Make a TikTok? What'd you do? You know, I, and I feel like I, I only think I watched it like twice, which is mm. unusual for me. There there was so much happening on May the 4th. Yeah. I ended up actually focusing more on the Boba Fett Disney gallery. <laughs> um, oh, that was spectacular. I would mm-hmm. spend a lot of time on that. I mean, just, mm. oh. uh, but going back to Kenobi, um, part of me, I loved it. I thought it was great. And then I started to get worried because I thought, oh, no, I'm going to start putting pieces together. Yeah. I'm going to start speculating a little bit too much. I don't want to see any more from this mm-hmm. point on, which I know is not going to happen. But I just, uh, yeah, I loved it. And I and uh, I guess um, Darth Vader, he is a presence, but it doesn't feel like it's uh, he's not like yeah. totally at the forefront of it. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's. There's so much happening uh, with the Inquisitors and the Grand Inquisitor. Darth Vader is going to be not a small part, but I think sprinkled in a perfect amount is what yeah. I'm saying. I, I think that's, yeah, I think that's so perceptive of what the trailer is, is he's the shadow of the trailer, yeah. right? So like, I think this, I think the show is going to deal with Vader's perspective up to a point, but like mm-hmm. in this trailer, it's all about like, this is the the inescapable, uh, you know, wound that Kenobi needs to face. Everything in the trailer is about like you can't escape Vader. He's right. coming for you. He's putting his limbs on. You're in trouble. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But I love seeing his relationship and the relationship between him and and uh, Owen. Oh my gosh! I remember was talking <laughs> yeah. about that all along the, <laughs> the SmackDown. Uh, yes, but that's great. Yeah. So oh, great. I'll have to go back and really dive into oh. it. Like I. I normally I, I, do. I think you hit the gut reactions there. And then, yeah, the Book of Boba thing, uh, the BTS, like I said, we'll discuss it uh, more deep on, on Thursday. But 
Yeah, you you took to that too, then, huh? Oh, that that to me was what uh, a, an answer to my dreams. You know, mm-hmm. I love the behind the scenes featurettes, and with the first Disney gallery, I felt like I didn't get as much behind the scenes, which I understand, right? They mm-hmm. they didn't want to reveal Baby Yoda, obviously. So this was this was just like being a fly on the wall, seeing some of the drama. While also getting those, you know, uh, not confessionals, but being able to talk with the creators after the fact. I think that that's important, too. But, yeah, I thought it was just – it was outstanding. And um, Tim, Tim, Tamora Morrison, mm-hmm. um, what he brought to that role, <laughs> again, I just was like – he was so perfect. The perfect actor for the role. Not just because he obviously played, mm-hmm. um, you know, Django earlier on. But, yeah, yeah. so – uh, he, yeah, I've, yeah, we're going to obviously talk about it more, but I, I just kind of want to hang out with him. <laughs> just yeah. Right? Yeah. And like, even at just like the most basic level, that Disney gallery is just wall to wall charm. Every yes. actor, every, uh, you know, designer, everyone is just yeah. like, I want to hear everything you have to say about the, not the, not only this process, but it just seems like you would all be fun to hang out and have a Darth Malt with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please. And everyone's so passionate and, and you know, so invested. And, you know, Doug Chang getting mm. to oh. get, oh, I mean, it just was all of it. It was just fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Glad you get to take that in. Glad it, it, it hit you as it did us as well. So good stuff. Yeah. More Doug Chang in an N1 cockpit just flying around. <laughs> exactly. Just flying around. Yeah. Oh, the look on his face was great. It was indeed. Yeah. Well. From there, we're going to get to Star Wars news, and we're not leaving the behind-the-scenes stuff there. Uh, this was uh, revealed also on May the 4th, but, I mean, I, I'm not going to say buried. You could get the news any, anywhere, but I tried to pull some stories for this, and I, it, like, it wasn't really on StarWars.com. It wasn't really out there as much, and, and, and so that's why I kind of flew under the radar screen. This is the Light and Magic docuseries on the way. Uh, this is a Lawrence Kasdan-directed James Newton Howard uh, uh, composing the score, and Ron Howard and Brian Fraser uh, are the executive producers. This is a six-part documentary series that will go into the creation, history, and influence of industrial light and magic Pretty straightforward there. Begins on July 27th. There will also be a panel at Star Wars Celebration Anaheim on Friday. I don't know what time slot that is uh, in. All interesting stuff. All kind of a surprise. I hadn't heard a bunch of this. I know there was some stuff out there uh, earlier in the year or last year. Somebody kind of said this, uh, that, that this was uh, happening and Kasdan was working on it. But I, I don't think, think we spent a lot of time uh, dwelling on that. So good information. Good surprise. Uh, team, what are we looking forward to when this series comes out? Jen, I'm going to start with you because this is BTS to the max. Oh, yeah. This is BTX. B- BTX. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, BTS. <laughs> yeah, R-rated. X-rated. I tell you, I'm like moving from room to room right now, uh, listeners and friends, because (laughs) in my backyard, somebody is, has a chainsaw or something. And then in the front area, their garbage truck keeps coming and people are moving the garbage (laughs) can. So I'm just, (laughs) who knows where I'll be next. Um, Uh, But yes. So, but behind the scenes, look, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that it, what I, what I'm hoping for, especially with Lawrence Kasdan as a director is to have a story. Right. Mm-hmm. Not, don't, don't just throw the clips at me, which I know that they won't. I, I want to feel the drama. 
I, you know, like we saw with the Revenge of the Sith uh, documentary and or uh, behind the scenes, I, I liked I like to see them have a tough time. How do they come to these decisions? How do they make these mm. designs work? Show me when it fails. You know, that's mm. that's kind of what I want to see. And I yeah. think we're going to get that. I'm hoping. but yeah. I, I think we will. I think that's a really great thing to pick up on because it's really intriguing that Lawrence Kasdan, who's obviously a director, but is also like a writer mm-hmm. who is going to look at things from a narrative way. That's my big hope, too, that this is, uh, you know, that obviously we will spend some time with the key figures, you know, Dennis mm-hmm. Muir and John Noel and, and all all those people, but really in a linear way that, and go through like the narrative thread of their careers of where mm-hmm. did this start? What were they involved in? And also not just as a highlight reel but in that narrative structure uh, the watershed moments that are star wars in the watershed moments of ilm that are not star wars you know mm-hmm. like the right. the water creatures in abyss and t1000 in t2 and jurassic park and like those moments where new possibilities opened up to the entire industry because of one specific challenge that they uh, you know accomplished I, yes. I i'm right there with you on that uh, it just—it's it, so easy just to think of it all in terms of, of Star Wars, um, but man, ILM and Skywalker Sound and all those things that kind of sprung out. And again, watch the Empires of, of Dreams doc, and and they run through a list of things at the end that that George and everyone involved uh, helped uh, kind of put out into the world. So I think you're right, Joseph. I'd love to uh, dive into what what the process was to make that happen. Uh, the first time they're like, "Hey, let's take this outside the walls of Star Wars." I also want an entire episode uh, devoted to uh, George uh, kind of, uh, you know, like Jesus throwing the money changers out of the temple when he comes down to Van Nuys and it's like, what the hell's going on around here? Oh, yes, yes. And uh, Dykstra and his hippies just uh, messing about and messing, you know, I, I, I'm fascinated with the drama there. Like Jen, like you said, some mistakes, some of the trials, some of the errors. Uh, I, I don't need the dirt. I just, it's part of the history and part of, um, just some really creative people getting a wonderful opportunity to just create everything from scratch and invent things because they needed to. And uh, where that went from there, just fascinating. So I'm very intrigued by the series. You know? Yeah. It's, it's fun to think that that particular sort of Genesis story of ILM with mm. that conflict is old enough that <laughs> mm. Lawrence Gasden might really be getting multiple angles on it. Uh, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. unlike you know some more recent uh, controversies, you're probably not going to have people really dive into. <laughs> yeah, but that's old enough that maybe you will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm always fascinated by you know uh, even even in the Empire of Dreams doc where they have John Dykstra there, even he's kind of like ah, you know, if George is unhappy, it makes me unhappy. You know, and then it's like <laughs> what? Go into a more. Yeah. yeah, George is my other big hope, right? Because I think oh. we talked about it that lot with that very short, but absolutely packed little mini documentary under the helmet uh, where we had fresh interview footage uh, with Lucas. I'm wondering if there's still going to be a Kenobi version of that kind of little half hour celebration of the character Mm. uh, that has some more interviews with Lucas with Ben Burt. But the idea that Kasdan (laughs) could have sat down and interviewed George about ILM specifically Mm -hmm. is really fascinating. And, you know, Lucas has always been so big on, the battle about you know people thinking these kind of tools are shortcuts and not real cinema and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's always pushed back so much of like they are tools to open up our imagination and make things that we could never see on the screen before happen on screen to Mm -hmm. sort of kind of see how much that spirit is 
in this documentary? Is this documentary going to be kind of an essay Mm. (laughs) defending that perspective that Mm. they're not a cheap shortcut? CGI is real cinema. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, ILM is a dream factory to me. It sounds like a bumper sticker uh, <laughs> type of sentiment, but it really is. It's a big, that why not sentiment we always talk about. This was uh, more than why not. This was, we need, let's create this. We got to yeah. do this. You know? <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Jen, uh, yeah, I, I I, really like your your, your take on the, the narrative approach and telling the story. Six episodes, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that, right, Jen? Like we, we're going to spend a lot of time. Yeah. And I think having Kasdan do it, you know, there's something about when somebody that's part of the family that's inside, that's a friend, mm-hmm. interviews another friend, right? Mm-hmm. It immediately disarms the interviewee. Um, they're, they're, they're looser. There might be cracking jokes. They might accidentally let something slip <laughs> that they mm-hmm. normally would be on guard for. Because yeah. people sometimes get a little on edge when they're being interviewed. They feel like they're going to get caught right Mm. and so it there's something really nice that this is a man who not only witnessed it but was was a part of it and has i'm sure had many conversations with these people on and off set and that's Mm. to me that's oh this is like gold i'm just i'm chomping at the bit waiting for it i can't (laughs) wait to see what they reveal too at celebration yeah 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 Uh, this the the panel will be fun too and just uh you know Lawrence Kasdan to me is his his own kind of character. You know, we always, you you know, everyone's got even a Kasdan impression too, but uh, just, uh, and I'm not expecting to hear his voice or anything in this series, uh, who knows, but just um, maybe at a panel to reveal, uh, especially from a writer, you touched on Joseph uh, uh, as a writer who had to dream up things on paper that then this company had to then turn into reality and not just in mm. star wars but rage lost ark or anything like that that's that's going to be he clearly has a love for this side of the business yeah yes. absolutely and that panel is a pretty amazing collection of uh, of humans who have affected the uh, film and television industry Oof. indeed can't wait to watch this one beginning on july 27th uh, where does that fit in with uh, and or Bad Batch? I don't know. I don't know. Does, do we have a BTS night? Do we have BTS night? And uh, this is uh, not to sound like a sales pitch for Disney Plus. Choose your tier that you'd like to subscribe at. No, uh, this is just what I love the the idea of this service and at least having that Star Wars tab where all this kind of stuff can exist. Uh, mm-hmm. Narrative, uh, live action animation and the behind the scenes stuff. I uh, love it so much. So cool. There you go. Big story. Other story, we're talking toys. Lucasfilm and Funko are launching the Power of the Galaxy series. Uh, we don't cover toy stuff as much today, though. It seems like it's, it's a day for toys. But this one stood out to me when I was uh, scrolling through the news just because I went, ooh, look at that Padme. Uh, and that started uh, my deep dive into this. Lucasfilm and Funko have announced this Power of the Galaxy line of pops. Uh, they are an Amazon exclusive, so do with that uh, that you will there. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like uh, to support or not, uh, your choice. Uh, it's a line of pops that will uh, be an homage to the women of the galaxy. And the first one out is this Padme designed by Meg Dunn of Funko and features the galaxy's favorite queen turned senator in her revenge of the cis. So this is how Liberty dies dress. Not the official title of that dress, but how I think <laughs> everyone will know it. It will be released in J- July and then a new pop featuring other women in the galaxy will follow monthly. So let's start with this uh, overall concept. And what do we think about Padme leading off the line, Jennifer? I love it. 
uh, hey, what a choice, right? Uh, she has, Padme has so many outfits in uh, mm. the prequels. And when they chose this, I went, wow, that's interesting. And then when I read the article and why they chose it and what that scene means, right? Mm-hmm. There's something about being able to, to, to see that figure on your desk. And I mean, that, that quote has become more relevant in even recent years, right? And so people yeah. can look at that and see that, that Funko Pop and it represents something really uh, important. Um, and that's, that's the power of toys sometimes. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was a great, a great choice. And it's such, I mean, all of her costumes are fantastic, but I mm. love, especially like the headdress piece too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting for me. So obviously Padme's re- remembered for a lot of things. We want to make sure to acknowledge that, but uh, the dresses and the outfits are, are definitely part of it and part of her history, part of her legacy and something to celebrate just as, as a character and what we saw on screen. So I don't think this dress gets talked about it much because you don't, I don't think you spend a lot of time with it. It's this right. great scene, great moment. So I thought that was even more uh, powerful for me to pull, pull that kind of small, but important scene out and, uh, and uh, you know, put it in the, uh, in the history books uh, with, Funko plastic. Um, <laughs> Joseph, your thoughts on Padme and the line? Yeah, no, I really agree with uh, what both of you are saying. I think the power of the Funko Pops is this idea of how do you distill a specific image, a specific moment of a character, a specific outfit of a character into kind of its a minimal iconography. Um, and I know this outfit. I like this outfit. This is one of Padme's greatest moments, most powerful moments. Um but then to see it just so distilled, I'm, I am seeing the dress uh, in in a new light mm. because I can so focus on the details. And I think it pulls out everything Jennifer uh, was saying. I do think that that line has uh, only become more relevant, that it crystallizes the lesson that Lucas was trying to say that is much bigger than Star Wars, that mm. uh, if we give in to fear as a culture and hand over our power to somebody who is not trustworthy with it, Sometimes we uh, we defeat ourselves. Um, mm. That idea that is both, you know, that's just a structural about how humans organize society and how giving into fear is not just an individual thing that can happen to somebody like Anakin. It is a group thing that can happen to all of us. That's the power of it. And then we look at the moment we're in and you look at this image of Padme. And, you know, I know it struck me before, but looking at the Funko, how that the great headwear is like, that's like the, the rebel crest rising, you know? Mm. Um, I, I, I'm sure it is not intentional, but it's hard for me not to see the, the lacy, uh, little, uh, bit of neckwear that looks like Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And and this, this look, uh, is closer to a lot of what her looks end up being in the Clone Wars animated series. And I'm Mm -hmm. just always really affected by, Padme is always one of the characters who is of space fantasy. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. she shoots a blaster and she fights monsters. Uh, but particularly in the Clone Wars animated series, there are so many moments with Padme where it's like Star Wars is political. This is directly, uh, you know, connected to real life and you can't ignore it. There are entire arcs where she is arguing for a, a progressive ideology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I just see kind of all of that baked into this when I look at it in this this uh, choice to start with it and this choice to acknowledge some of those ideas in the interview. 
Yeah, and I love just what Meg Dunn was just saying on the overall choice and, and just her experience and interaction and perspective on Star Wars. She says, my dad took me to see The Phantom Menace on opening night and ever since I've had a special connection with the prequels. The popularity of the prequels is something that everyone at Funko has noticed as well. Stop right there. That's just an amazing sentence to hear and read <laughs> and digest in 2022. Uh, we, 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 our, our relationship with the prequels is one we talk about often here, but just that that's just a truth. And I love that it's a truth right now. Yeah, yes. really powerful. So great stuff there on the line. But uh, this, of course, uh, no word on what else is coming. Um, but I, you know, I wanted to do a fun spitball session here. Uh, any other exclusive pops uh, with uh, this kind of, uh, you know, res- re- reflecting uh, specific outfits, moments and scenes featuring our, some of our favorite women in the galaxy? Uh, w- which one of them come to mind for you all out there, Joseph? Uh, do you have any uh, dream pops you want here? Yeah, I would love uh, Asajj Ventress, uh, particularly in a little bit more of her later bounty hunter role, uh, where she has uh, claimed her, a little bit of her own uh, agency. Uh, they in her sort of uh, Sith uh, apprentice mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, role would be great as well. I'd really, really love um, Rise of Skywalker Leia. Mm. Um, that's what Funko Pop can deliver that nothing else mm. is really delivering. Black series is is the thing that gets closest to just like make them all, (laughs) yeah. Make every character, every outfit, and the Rise of Skywalker line. They definitely did some great stuff, and it's the only place you can get some things, right? It's the Mm -hmm. only place you can get uh, the Restored Emperor in in any sort of toy form. Uh, It's the only place you can get Ben Solo in any sort of uh, toy form. Uh, So I think Rise of Skywalker Leia with that great gown uh, really deserves the Funko Pop treatment. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Jen, what's uh, what's on your wish list here? They have done such a good job at highlighting so many women of the galaxy already. I, I was looking, Fennec Shand, mm-hmm. and Holdo, uh, Frog Lady. There's a Frog Lady <laughs> Funko Pop. I, I just was like, oh my gosh. So then I said, okay, all right, let's let's just get obscure with it. Okay, mm-hmm. let's do let's do a, a Princess Nisa. Ewok yeah. Funko yeah. Pop. Let's let's yes. <laughs> let's do a Pelly uh, Funko uh, Pop. Let's do Yaddle. Like why not? We can just go crazy with this thing. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I'm in charge, <laughs> which I'm not, and there's a reason why. Because I'd be like, make oh. it so. I'm in charge now, Funko. I'm in charge. <laughs> uh, Ken, do you have uh, do you have picks? Uh, I'm, uh, yes, but I think Jen, uh, I have to run it by her. She's in charge now. Yes. Um, Give me your yeah, ideas. Talking about specific moments, uh, I would love an Infus Nest with her mask off. Um, <sighs> even though the mask is very key to her, the legacy passed on by her mother, and what's going on with the Cloud Riders, which I can't wait to one day get more of that. There's just something so powerful. Uh, we've talked about so many times here of her taking off the mask. I always refer to her as kind of the, the new face of the rebellion in that moment. Uh, Joseph, uh, you and I and, and Jen have discussed over the years the hyperfuel and what it represents and this hope and this new start change, all that. So mask off, maybe even drink in hand. <laughs> Stand a Beckett. I need a drink. But just what that represents of her finally saying, enough, enough. I need help because we're, we're fighting something bigger. And uh, here I am. Here's who I am. Let's do this. I, I think that'd be a fun moment. I really love you pointing out the specific moment. So I will yeah. need a th- the moment of throwing the grenade, Kira. Oh, <laughs> yes. now do you do you need grenade throw or the clap and let's go <laughs> follow up? All of it, all of it, both. Definitely the cape look. The cape look is so great. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can we also put, you know what, maybe during Christmas time, the holidays, mm. uh, why not Mala? Please. Oh yeah. Somebody. Yeah. Funko, make I it happen. That. Yeah. Uh, last one for me to run by Jen is uh, Vi Marati, uh, who is, Ooh. you know, from the Phasma novel, but has gotten, yes. uh, is yeah. still uh, at Galaxy's Edge as one of the great characters uh, because she's also in the book that uh, ties in Black Spire. Uh, yes. I would love that. That's a great choice. And they yeah. can sell it at Disneyland. Exactly. <laughs> I like it. See, this is good. We we got ourselves a Funko Pop board here. I, I, uh, yeah, my, my other one. Uh, now I feel like Joseph, you and I are in a pitch meeting at the office at Funko. <laughs> um, I it's 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 the, the the book we just finished, Queen's Hope. I want a, a little cinema scene Funko Pop. They do so well with Shmi and Baru trying to find the chips. Oh. Uh, in 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 the uh, slave uh, slaves on Tatooine to free them and and to finish that uh, that mission out. Like I would love uh, just a little workspace, you know, to dramatic, real tense scene, but one full of uh, hope and purpose. So, uh, Jen, I, I submit that to you. I, I will I will approve that design. Uh, <laughs> one last thing, it, you know, is there anything about the timing? With this, when when does this Funko get released? The Padme one. It said July. I'll see oh, if it's July. Spe- yeah, I'll see oh. if there's a specific one. Yeah, too well. far away. I was like, oh, does that, does that mean that there might be a Padme appearance in <laughs> Kenobi? Yeah, see, I'm already speculating. This is my problem. <laughs> yeah, the, pre- the pre-order is available now. Uh, I so see, yeah. may- maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. Uh, and again, it's an Amazon exclusive, and, and I know that might mean uh, some folks uh, don't want to get it or can't get it. Uh, but we're highlighting it here. Because the big spirit behind the, the line is something that we think is pretty cool. So there you go. So, Jen, uh, get your pre-order in. Uh, or maybe you get one as the boss. Maybe they just hand you one. <laughs> yes, they do from my desk. <laughs> All right. Before we go uh, and take a quick break, uh, we are going to uh, give you our Four Center Recommends, an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, Joseph, uh, this is one that I actually um, haven't cracked open yet, which means I'm late on my homework assignment. But uh, <laughs> we're going to get there. What, what do you got? Uh, We are recommending Brotherhood by Mike Chen. It is a Kenobi and Anakin adventure that I also have not started because (laughs) I'm trying to finish another Kenobi book first. Uh, But we are very much looking forward uh, to reading it. The the, uh, reviews and reactions that have come out uh, from uh, uh, people who got pre-orders have been really great. Uh, The cover is amazing and I look at it every day. If you want to give it a listen uh, so you are all caught up when we finally get caught up, you can absolutely do that with this audiobook. That's right. Download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash center for your free audiobook and get your homework done before you review and discuss the book on Force Center. All right. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. On the other side, more news and a look back in uh, this day in Star Wars history coming up here on Force Center. 1 size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back to Force Center, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our news fleet here. Let us uh, get to some Kenobi news. This was, uh, again, I, we sometimes we talk about toys and run down the list, and sometimes we don't. It's just, it's a gut feeling around these parts, and this one was just very interesting. Uh, we got this on uh, Star Wars Day. This uh, uh, news that uh, Obi-Wan Wednesdays will begin on May 25th, or as Joseph calls it, Wednesday, because <laughs> Obi-Wan days, it should. New products related to the new series will drop every Wednesday from then until June 29th. The uh, products, and I, in my notes it said the producers, but it's all the same. The products will be <laughs> items that are, quote, revealed in the limited series. The first time items uh, are the Black Series uh, Force FX Elite Obi-Wan Kenobi lightsaber and then the Black Series Darth Vader Premium Electronic Helmet. I feel like a parent ordering it at an old layaway in the back of Sears. This is what I need. The old layaway. I'm trying to say all the words correctly. I do not know what any of them means. He wants a Dagobah playset. Uh, what? I don't know. 
He wants an ATAT. It's ADA. It's ADA. Okay. Um, so uh, first up, uh, you know, uh, I'll start with you, Jen, just because I want to uh, build up the suspense here with Joseph. Uh, are you clearing space for any of these items? Can you even do that now? I don't know. What do you think? I've run out of room. But you know what? That helmet, the yeah. Darth Vader helmet is incredible. At first I just thought it was a prop. And I was like, oh, I guess it could be like Kylo Ren and just display it, you know? And, yeah. uh, but that doesn't make any sense. So you apparently you you can put it on, right? You can wear yeah. it. Incredible. Yeah. It is also a little <laughs> creepy because mm-hmm. the inside is very, is very accurate. Totally. It's pretty screen accurate it might feel weird the only thing is is that the the sounds are pre-recorded correct it's not like you can actually say something and it will change your voice right uh boy i don't know i didn't i didn't go that deep i know there are voice changer type helmets uh i'll, I'll yeah. dig in here I'll that, do my that job. makes a big difference if you're lim- if you're walking around the house wearing it and you're limited <laughs> to only things vader has said <laughs> right it's not to me i'm like all right i mean it's, it's 150 bucks and i don't know how much Mm. normally like something that you could i want to basically i want to walk around the house and tell my children yeah do your tours <laughs> this will take care of their fear of star wars <laughs> <laughs> exactly. eat your carrots mm. <laughs> you uh, will eat your carrots it is your right. destiny mm. <laughs> right uh, but that to me is is the one that i have my eye on for sure mm. just this yeah featuring iconic ventilation sounds updated sculpt <laughs> Magnetic multi-piece assemble. Uh, yeah, I'm trying Ooh. to dig in here. I'm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that's a key thing, and yeah, it does require a, a lot of AAA batteries. So there you go. Factor <laughs> that into your costs, not included. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a that's a great question because, yes, I would, I I I, yeah, I I, I saw that and I saw the, the how it looks on the inside. It's like I can I just want this so I can reenact that Revenge of the Sith moment. <laughs> like just my eyes go wide as the mask comes down, and Grace is like, "Do I have to put it on your face again? Again? Do I have to put it on your face again?" Oh, man, uh, if they made the whole uh, like surgery table, like that could be your bed. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, um, but yeah, if, if it was just some pre-recorded things, that would lower my enthusiasm a little bit. I will admit, I don't collect the uh, the the lightsabers. Uh, but, uh, man, it's just the way they have them on the, uh, dis- displays and everything like that. Like, it, it just, you, it just always makes me want, makes me covet. So I don't know. Yes. Right. Joseph, yes. yes. Are you clearing space for these? Oh, there will be much coveting. I think that this is going to be a really fun, like, I'm going to need to restrain myself and really uh, make choices because uh, I have uh, space I have space issues in my home. Uh, really, I still haven't uh, figured out where the Razor Crest will live. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I got to be really careful. I'm, I'm compelled by uh, large items that you can wear. Like, if I don't have any, anywhere to put the Vader helmet, maybe I can just wear it 24-7. Yeah. That's, that's my storage solution. Um, I have not started collecting the uh, Force Effects uh, lightsabers, which would be uh, very dangerous because that's. Um, I would love this one. I would love the Ray one. I would love the Leia one. It's a yeah. it's a yeah. dangerous habit to begin. So uh, I'll give that some thought. Right now, I'm not uh, smashing the purchase button or pre-order button on either of these, and I'm waiting to see what all else uh, becomes available via <laughs> Obi Wan Wednesday. Are you so you're just gonna wait till like June 30th? Then you just go back and go. All right, 
What does daddy want? What does daddy want? Is that, I is that know. The, the force will tell daddy what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a new t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> what were they talking about? Toys. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, the other aspect of this, this, this might only, I admit, might only excite me. So again, we're 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 uh, excited, but also it, it's expected. This is a normal product marketing tie-in, right? I'm not shocked that there was there's Kenobi toys that are uh, uh, you know being rolled out along with the series. But I found myself really intrigued and excited by by the the list uh, here, the items being revealed uh, in the limited series. Meaning, this is this pitch of like. You, okay, you got the lightsaber. We know we got Vader's helmet. That starts us off. But from here on out, it's going to be things tied to the show, revealed in this limited series. So, am I alone in this excitement that this just takes my imagination to interesting places on what that could mean and what we don't even know yet? I don't know, Jen. Am I crazy? No, this is what I look forward to because you know that there could be a breakout character. Right, mm-hmm. Frog Lady, for example. There could be a breakout character that we all want merch of that character. Um, or this is an interesting thing. I actually saw a video of Ewan McGregor on a talk show. It was mm-hmm. a James Corden show. And he was holding up his action figure of Obi-Wan. And there was an area, somebody pointed this out, there was an area inside the box that was missing. Like, and so fans uh-huh. were going crazy yeah. speculating. What could that thing be? It could be something very, you know, mundane. Some were speculating like a droid or whatever. Um, but yeah, I I'm looking forward to that. You know, even if it is just just a droid, well, show it to me. But we'll get it when we get it. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is. Tell you what it is. It's Grogu, but it's like ten year old Grogu. It's like <gasps> it's it's uh, exclusive scoop. An I've upsetting been... shape for Grogu to be squished into into that little. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been sleeping out in a parking structure for nine months to get that scoop across from the set. Uh, <laughs> from the no. Uh, yeah, no, that's, a, that's actually a great point, Jen. And that was a fun interview. Uh, so side note on that interview is I think it was the Kimmel interview and I just love that. Kimmel, you, yeah. Yeah. You McGregor in his early fifties, he is Obi-Wan Kenobi twice over now. And he's still kind of like, I get a doll. Look at my doll. It was, <laughs> it was really, really fun. Anyways, I'll stand aside. Joseph, Joseph, am I wrong here? What are you thinking about? Um, I, I am guardedly optimistic. I really want there to be some really fun things, some surprise characters or, or some surprise that characters are being supported in a way that maybe, uh, we haven't expected, right? Mm, uh, yeah. it'd be great if there was a, a brew week <laughs> of it's all brew merchandise. Um, I think that taking that bring home the bounty, um, campaign into account, yeah. They definitely revealed some great Boba stuff. They definitely, uh, once Grogu showed up, revealed a bunch of great Grogu stuff uh, for the holidays. But then there was other things. There was like, and here's a High Republic book in the Bring Home the Bounty campaign of this is what we're revealing this week. So mm. I'm, I'm a little cautious um, that not everything is going to be uh, hyper-specific to the Obi-Wan show. Like, right. I think whatever week it, that we first really, really see Vader, I think that'll be a... Maybe it'll be uh, a little bit based on his new look, but I think yeah. here's the new a new Vader uh, look on T-shirts, on socks, on yeah. ornaments, you know. I think right. there'll be some of that. I think one of the other things is I think that there will be a lot of merch of uh, Reva or Reva yeah. <laughs> yeah. that will tell us how to pronounce uh, her name correctly. Um, I think, you know, there'll be Funko Pops of that. I think mm-hmm. that we've already seen that Obi-Wan is going to have a couple different outfits. So I think that we will uh, see... Uh, see that and i think it's more going to be like the variety of mm. products featuring the characters that we know 
but I really am hoping for a frog lady esque surprise like Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a great point. It's kind of where I went. Like I, I and, and, and I like the the variations. Like I'm just trying to think what variation of of Vader slash Anakin we could get, which could be like some kind of flashback Anakin or put uh, assembly required Vader. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think unmasked or injured or yeah. I think there's really going to be at least one different uh, Vader look that is uh, uh, on everything. Yes. You know what yes. they should do? My daughter has this like this body, this human anatomy thing where you put you take out the lungs, you take out the heart. <laughs> yeah. They should do that with Vader and you can put them together and then take. <laughs> <laughs> Here's his charred body. And then- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really, really hoping for for toys. I was so thrilled uh, by that. Uh, yeah, the Jimmy Kimmel interview with uh, Mike Birbiglia sitting in for for yeah. Jimmy Kimmel, yeah. right. and that review, Ewan McGregor being so great of like, here's my doll, and and thinking and that, telling that whole story of like they scan your whole body and still it sometimes <laughs> somehow doesn't quite look like you, and saying that his episode one figure looked like Richard Chamberlain. It was yep. <laughs> so yep. great, such a sense of of humor <laughs> in the in a different perspective of this human who's had this weird career of like I try to just be down to earth and relatable, but there's dolls of me everywhere. It's weird. They don't. <laughs> look like me yeah. um but i was so thrilled by seeing that yep they do have a a black series it, it made me so hopeful that mm. there will be some three and three quarter figures and i think mm. the big thing that i'm really hoping for out of all of this is some toys that help kids engage mm. i love all of the adult collectibles i think there's going to be some things in this kenobi show that are they're scary and adult but that's always been true of star yeah. wars and i think mm. at the same time it's uh, it's it's kind of back to there's a battle of light and dark. There's Obi-Wan, he's got the blue lightsaber and he's the good guy. And there's Darth Vader and he's the bad guy who should be making better choices. But, you know, how, how can we help kids take that home? You know, mm-hmm. is it toys? Is it a specific kind of clothing? I really think that that is something that I want out of merchandise is to, to let kids take it home and make it part of their, their life. Mm-hmm. Would a... Palpatine hologram playset with real hologram be in that, in that category. I would love it. I would love it if that's one of the reveals. The Vader uh, business meeting <laughs> uh, playset. I would absolutely love that. Uh, that's great. Yeah, I don't have anything super specific, but I was thinking maybe we finally like get like Obi Wan's treasure chest that the you know where he pulls out the lightsaber oh. New Hope, and maybe. Maybe we get an idea of what what goes in there other than lightsaber, <laughs> or we oh. picks it up at the swap meet or something in, in Mos Eisley. Oh, I oh yeah, that's there a great go. detail. Oh, yeah, we make that decorate your own hut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> EOP plush. Yeah, I think there's a, a lot of uh, a lot of fun possibilities. And yeah, Ken, mm. you're right. That's great. Uh, if there is indeed a, a Palpatine appearance, that'd mm. be fun to see what kind of merch uh, would spring up around that. I uh, love that. I, I did buy a Palpatine over the last week and, and texted Joseph very excitedly. Like, hey, hey, this. He's like, I, I got that one. All right. It's on the way. It's on the way to me. And I just was so excited to see that face. They captured it so well. That, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Can I throw out one other thing from that Jimmy Kimmel interview? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that uh, obviously the, the thrill for me of seeing that new Kenobi action figure that I can't wait to get. Uh, but uh, when he's asked about the show, Ewan, about the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, Ewan McGregor says a lot of the standard things about uh, how uh, Obi-Wan is in a dark place. But then he says this very specific thing of he has to decide to help someone or not. And that's how the story begins. And that yeah. was the only thing out of it that was kind of like, a, oh, all right, that's kind of a, a confirmation of some of the uh, mm-hmm. speculation around the trailers. 
Yeah, good point on that. That was uh, just kind of slipped in there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we talked about that a lot when we were breaking down the uh, the new trailer uh, that wondering about who uh, Kamal Nanjiani is uh, playing and and wondering what the really inciting incident is. And that that's a really fun confirmation to me of Obi-Wan being like, ah, look, I, I I've lost any spark for it, <laughs> yeah. but I know I'm just supposed to sit here and watch over this kid. I'm supposed to stay away from him or, you know, Uncle Owen will, uh, you know, just burn me with insults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm just kind of trapped and stuck and then somebody desperately comes to me and says help me please and <sighs> the temptation to give your life meaning again by doing what you want to do actively help people uh, I'm I'm just really thrilled by that confirmation from Ewan yeah well that, that that's in line with the you know how do you find a Jedi it's their trail of compassion right and yep. then some of the stuff in, in um, uh, the High Republic What's that moment? Uh, Joseph, jog my memory of the, 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 is it Ty York? That is that whole, when we're introduced to her at, and, and the villagers need her help. And she yes. finally asked and she goes, there it is. They asked, I kind of have to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Even though she's walked away, she's like, yeah. if somebody asks me directly for help, if they just hint about it or look sad, I'm not doing it. But if they look <laughs> me in the face and go, I need your help. I am compelled. Yeah. And that's what gets him off world. That's mm. what, when he becomes a target. Ah, yes. I mean, yeah. just love oh, it. Oh, Jen, you're doing it. You're putting it all together. You're putting See? it all together. <laughs> the pieces are coming together. And then he meets Frog Lady. You <laughs> get even more merch. <laughs> God, Kenobi Frog Lady crossover. Could you imagine? Wow. Oh, Ah, well, uh, that, all that out of uh, some, uh, you know, good old-fashioned toys. Uh, that's uh, why we love talking about that stuff here. Spins our brains, our Star Wars loving brains into other areas discussion here. Well, that's our look at the news. Before we get out of here today, we're going to take our look back and look ahead to Star Wars past. And looking uh, at the end of this week, this coming Saturday, is the birthday George Lucas, born May 14th, 1944, in, as we all know by now, Modesto, California. <laughs> now, without a doubt, we owe everything to this stubbornly fierce artist who sat down with some pencils and a pad of paper to create this world we celebrate every week and, and learn more and more from. However, I want to go back. Let's go back to the early days of our fandom. Uh, when do you first recall learning about George Lucas and understanding his influence over Star Wars? filmmaking and there, therefore your your own life uh, jennifer do you have those early memories of that man in the flannel yes i do i remember being very young and my dad because my dad loves american graffiti that mm. was his era and so he would talk about george lucas more so about you know it, it's just him as a filmmaker and specifically american graffiti and of course star wars so I was aware that he was a very um, he he made a huge impact on cinema and on my dad. And for that, mm. I was like, "Wow, this guy's cool." Um, yeah. yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, he is he is a, a brilliant, brilliant man. Indeed, uh, Joseph, your your earliest memories of uh, hey, there's a guy that made all this. Yeah, I think there's probably like a trading card that it was behind the scenes or maybe some image in a storybook. I think probably seeing one of those early uh, behind the scenes. I remember in Empire Strikes Back behind the scenes and being fascinated with like the the sort of claymation stop motion of the Tauntaun and being, you know, mm. just kind of barely uh, 
only barely comprehending this idea behind the scenes. <laughs> right. Um, and I think at, at some points in my young uh, fandom, I was a little uncertain if I wanted to see behind the curtain. Like I knew mm. it. Uh, I knew there were people behind the curtain. But I remember like I had a Doctor Who book that was like full of great pictures of uh, monsters and actors. And this was at the time where Doctor Who had not uh, penetrated into American uh, yeah. consciousness very much at all. Mm. Uh, and there was like one shot of a bunch of the uh, actors and the producers uh, having a drink at a cast party. And I remember just being like, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> no, it's all real <laughs> um, to me. The doctor doesn't have pints. Uh, nope, 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 nope. Uh, so I think I had a little bit of resistance. So I think as I got older and started doing more creative things myself, yeah. then I became really invested in who George Lucas is. How did he do this? Why did he make those choices? Yeah, uh, that's that's a great point. Yeah, I, I, it's all around that time and, and getting that, magazine the return of the jedi magazine we've referenced here a lot the one with that yoda like hand on the front cover holding the lightsaber and the white uh, border around it that magazine mm-hmm. i flipped through so many times so many times and so there was like a collection of moments when she, uh, i was like oh it's george but i always go back in my mind to that picture of him i think he's got a flannel but also pullover cardigan sweater on or something like that a sweater vest and he's pointing at the model of the of the half completed death star right and he's like kind of mm. like and, and and the caption said you know george lucas overlooks the design or something like that and that one just was that crystallized in my head of oh that's what he does he he points and says hey, this is what i think uh and, and that's where i started to grasp the concept of director creator writer pointer you know <laughs> he just points uh so i love that and yeah it, you're right and it grew and and there was a point in my younger life where uh, you know you're dreaming of what you want to be and i was like i, I want to be like george lucas which i could i could never get to those heights uh, of course but like that it all started to go from from that book and that magazine and just this idea of uh, there's this person. And again, you, as you slowly learn, hundreds of people that made this mm-hmm. all possible, but without right. a doubt comes out of, of his mind and, and that famous pad of paper that still kind of gets uh, referenced as we'll talk later on uh, this week in the, the Boba Fett uh, behind the scenes uh, series there, or the, the, the gallery there. Uh, if you get the chance and I, I try, I was trying to remember up this question out if, if either of you have had this chance before, if you get mm-hmm. the chance to meet George, what's one thing you'd say and what is maybe one thing you'd ask Joseph? Um, I've heard stories of people who've met George Lucas um, mm. and that he has that like <laughs> the way it was described to me uh, was a uh, at an event where he was going to be approached by lots of people. Uh, the person who was telling me this was uh, somebody who is uh, very successful in his own field. So has a little bit of you know, like uh, maybe George even knows who I am. Uh, but the person told me the story of like, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, George, I know you need to hear, you know, you hear this all the time, but uh, you know, Star Wars is everything to me. Thank you very much. And he was like, yep, thank you. And went back to eating his fish or whatever yeah. <laughs> at an yeah. event. Like, I think he's, I think he's so, I don't know. There's just something in all of his interviews where he just feels like he, he loves Star Wars, obviously, and likes yeah. talking about it, but he's, it seems like his mind is on to like the next thing, right? Like mm-hmm. it's, it feels almost to me like the most honorable thing you could do is ask him about the, um, the Lucasfilm Museum of uh, Narrative Art because that's yeah. where his mind is now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I probably wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. if I said one thing just to answer your question directly, Ken, I think I'd just say thank you and I would mm-hmm. just get the like nod and understand that a million people say that to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. If I got a chance to like ask him a question and engage with him, um, I, I think the thing that I am most curious about that I don't know if I've heard him really dig into is asking him like in his lowest moments during 
the Star Wars journey, whether that's in the original trilogy, trying to get it made, or in the backlash of the prequels. Uh, in his lowest moments, like, what kept his spirits up? Like, so mm. much of Star Wars is about finding hope in even the darkest moments. And, like, mm. I'd be curious if he has a thought on what what made him resist uh, uh, fan pressure or negativity and, you know, mm. gave him the conviction that he was on the right path to stay true to his, you know, idea, you know? What gave him strength? Was it a person? Was it his belief in the idea? Was mm. it some form of his own spirituality? I would love to hear, like, his Star Wars story of how he kept hope to make Star Wars. Hmm. That's a wonderful question. Uh, if we can track him down at a food court in a mall, or maybe if we're <laughs> shooting a documentary and he walks behind us, let's just flip around and ask him that. Because you know, you know, you know, it's it it hit him because there's a, that one clip that's jumping to mind. It might have been one of the old. Uh, Charlie Rose interviews or somewhere he's just like I don't know why would you make more you make more and they get mad at you and they hate you for it <laughs> there's it's just you know it you know it hit yeah. his soul Katie Lucas communicated that as well uh so you know it it hit him at one point even as he's working on the Clone Wars that are you know sl- slowly becoming a beloved series and he's like I'm still taking hits for it mm. <laughs> you know like yeah oh, that's a great that's a great question mm. That'd be mine now. I'd be no. I'm, here's what I do. I'd be like, "Hi, um, I'm going to call my friend Joseph. Stand by. He's got a question. Okay, hold, just yeah. don't, don't move. Yeah. Don't move." Yeah, that, that seems like a you get a chance to interview him kind of question. Not like you go up to him at a fundraiser and like, "Sir, yeah, in your yeah. darkest hour." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And have I haven't had a chance to meet him? I, I I've told the story here, but I, I brushed shoulders with him at the Grove in Hollywood and and yeah. saw him. Oh, I wow. couldn't believe no one else was reacting to him and. I didn't like you, Joseph, in that moment. I was like, I, thank you. It's not even going to cut it here. I just need to pass him. <laughs> I just need to yeah. let him have his day. Um, but I, we have uh, some people in our circle, some people we know. Obviously, George is a real human. He's out there and about. Many people have met him. And and uh, I, I don't think it's ever, I've never heard a negative story, just kind of what you're describing. Like, yep, I acknowledge that I changed your life. I'm going to finish my fish dinner. And good luck to you. <laughs> like, that's yeah. kind of the energy. And it's not a negative energy. It's just a, yep, cool. Thank you. Appreciate it. Got it. Uh, yeah, and, and I should say also, I, I have talked to some other people who have worked with him who've said like, yeah, he he just really is a down to earth guy and he just wants to talk about life things. And he's a great mm. guy to talk about, you know, yeah. cars, food yeah. preferences, life. Yep. Yep. So there you go. There you go. Jen, and any, any, anything you'd ask him, what's the one thing you'd ask and say? You know, I would want to be Robert Rodriguez getting the the filmmaking advice which uh, he shared in the, well, he didn't yeah. share what the advice was mm-hmm. in the uh, Boba Fett Disney gallery episode uh, documentary. Mm. But I mean, can, I just can't imagine to be able to, for him to see me as like someone that he could talk to in that way and let yeah. his guard down because he, he's heard everything. Mm. I, what am I going to say to him? You know, Oh, I love star Wars. No. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. To me, at this point, if I were to ever see him, I would, might bring up like Norman Rockwell because I know mm-hmm. that that's such a passion for him and he loves, he's collected that art. Maybe talking about the museum. The truth is, I would be terrified and I just would <laughs> stare at him from afar, you know, freaking out and maybe like take some sly photos. Mm. Yeah. Nice. There yeah. you go. Nice. There you go. Well, we'll update you all if we ever have the chance of cornering George <laughs> at his dinner. <laughs> And asking him uh, these questions. But, uh, hey, happy birthday ahead of it. Uh, but happy birthday, George. Uh, man, uh, what a life. What a legacy. And what, uh, you know, just a, 
you know, a man enjoying food court dinner. Uh, I love that image. <laughs> love that legacy. I love everything about it. So uh, there you go. Happy birthday, George. That is our look at Star Wars news this week. Thank you all for joining along here. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Force Center Pod. You can find us on Instagram and YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook at Force Center Podcast. We're available on a lot of different spots including Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Just search, you'll find us. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash Force Center. Uh, there, uh, you can get into our Discord from there and celebrate uh, daily with Force Center friends. Uh, you can follow me at Cadnapsock or go to my website, cadnapsock.com to get updates on things like cool comedy shows. Uh, if you're local here, be performing at Flappers soon on uh, May 19th and also June 4th at the Troubadour, a famous music location. Going to tell some jokes there, see if I can live up to Elton John in that regard there. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Ticket information on my website. Uh, we love to highlight uh, a lot of different places to help and support uh, causes. And uh, I'm going to, uh, for one more week here, highlight the globalgiving.org. Uh, this is the Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund where you can help the people affected by uh, the, the war going on over there. Uh, I say last time, not going to be last week. Uh, there's other things, but um, uh, I'm trying to find the right place for me to uh, donate uh, regarding a lot of the stuff uh, with the Supreme Court uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, stuff going on and, and um, the women's right to choose abortions, birth control, health, safety, uh, all those kind of things. Really, uh, I'm in I'm in one of those upset modes and I want to find the right place to put my energy uh, mm -hmm. and right, right place to to uh, highlight uh, where to donate and where to uh, where to go. So that's just a, a personal confession for me. But I also don't want to forget what's going on in uh, Ukraine, something so tied to my own family history. So uh, globalgiving.org is where you can go donate to help uh, those affected over there. Uh, Jennifer, I'll pass it over to you. Where can they find you? Sure. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Jennifer Landa and TikTok at Jennifer Landa 1138. And uh, I too am feeling uh, terrified about the possibility of Roe versus Wade being overturned. Um, so, you know, we, we can take action by donating to an organization like the National Network of Abortion Funds. They're a great resource um, that can connect you with local grassroots organizations. Um, you can also find out more about their work at abortionfunds.org. And I think it's also important to remember that Roe versus Wade will also affect how some miscarriages are treated. Mm -hmm. So this decision will affect countless people. You know, mm -hmm. Hopefully this nightmare won't become a reality, but we can stop it, hopefully by taking some sort of action. Well, that's a good note. I am actually going to write that down, Jen. Thank you. Yeah, National Network of Abortion Funds. They're great. They're great. And they have so many uh, local organizations that you can reach out to and, and donate money. And it's mm -hmm. awesome. Perfect. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, uh, Joseph, uh, where can they find and follow you? Yeah, you can find me on social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok, all at Joseph Grimshaw. Everything else, including my podcast, Obsessed, is on my website at josephsgrimshaw.com. Uh, I, I want to, uh, uh, I am feeling all of the emotions and concerns that you two have both uh, mm -hmm. expressed so wonderfully. I'm going to continue to promote uh, Vote Forward. Uh, their website is votefwd.org. And what that... Um, what that is, is they have uh, collected uh, the uh, addresses of uh, people who are certainly registered to vote, but may maybe not voting uh, for whatever reason. And you write a letter to them uh, and you add your personal reason why you think voting is important. Uh, they've been doing this for a couple of years and they, they have done the research uh, to determine that it does have an effect. It raises uh, voter turnout. 
uh, I signed up uh, this week uh, for uh, another hundred letters to write. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they're they're got uh, just thousands and thousands of letters uh, to write that then all are sent at the um, strategic moment uh, before the midterms. Um, I am really, really understanding of a lot of people feeling emotionally uh, frustrated that uh, everybody voted uh, very hard and and pushed and worked hard uh, to try to get uh, people elected to stop some of the things uh, that we don't want to happen to or to proactively make some of the things that we want to happen happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things that are, uh, when you look at the actual polls and the data, are wanted by the majority of Americans to happen or to stop from happening. Uh, that there is this uh, energy out there uh, to make those things happen. And a lot of people feeling upset that uh, we pushed hard and nothing happened. And I so, so understand that on an emotional level. Mm-hmm. Not that nothing happened, but that, you know, that uh, this frustration with the just vote and it will fix everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that I'm taking a moment with that is I just want to be very respectful. I don't think just vote is the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. But and I understand the emotional complexity with that, but on a strategic level, I just believe in vote, vote, vote. Uh, pay attention to the primaries because that's where we can choose the candidates that best represent our views. Uh, once uh, candidates are selected through the primaries, uh, for me, the, the choice is uh, very, very stark at this point. And strategically, it is either at least defending the status quo of what we have now and hopefully moving forward. Mm-hmm. or uh, going back to uh, an older world that is going to hurt so many people. And that is uh, so important to me that the difference is so stark and something I believe strongly. And this is the proactive thing I can do, vote forward, um, that makes me feel like I am taking an action within my power that makes a difference. I uh, Yeah, absolutely stand by that. And I, yeah, I understand everything going on uh, out there. Yeah, this, this, it's easy to, you should be angry or should be, you know, upset. Obviously, uh, we're both, all, all three expressing that here, but also, you know, it's easy to get cynical. It's easy to be dismayed, easy to be discouraged. And those are all real and valuable uh, emotions to build from, but don't, um, if possible, don't lose sight of hope. Don't lose sight of yeah. the way mm-hmm. forward and don't lose sight of empathy. So I, I absolutely su- support and agree with you on that one there, Joseph. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you for letting me uh, take a moment to be clear uh, that of the complexity of of what I am advocating for when I advocate uh, vote forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Jennifer, thank you Uh, again. Happy uh, belated Mother's Day, but, uh, you know, uh, getting ahead of next year's there as well. So (laughs) that is it for this week for all the adults about to put their faces in a Vader mask and talk to their kids. We'll see you next time here on Force. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.